Major support for Out to Lunch Acadiana is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker. Established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. Support also comes from Wyndham Garden Lafayette. From Pete's Family Sports Grill in Lafayette, we're out to lunch with Professor of Finance and Director of the award-winning Birken Road Reports, Peter Raschuti. It's business, Acadiana style. Hi, I'm Peter Raschuti. Welcome to Out to Lunch. One of the things you hear from people who visit Southwest Louisiana is that we've got our priorities straight. What they mean by that is we know there's more to life than work. It doesn't mean we don't like to work, quite the opposite. We probably have the most dedicated and industrious workforce you'll find anywhere but we like to play as hard as we work. Sometimes that play is, as you'd expect, dancing and eating, but it comes in many other creative forms as well. My guests on Out to Lunch today are people who have found a way to lead two entire different lives at the same time. Trey Hayes is a musician and industrial machinist, or you could say he's an industrial machinist and a musician. <laughs> Trey plays saxophone regularly with five or six different bands, has a machine shop called Diversified Manufacturing, and if that's not enough to fill up his average day, Trey combines his two occupations by designing and manufacturing a unique new style of saxophone mouthpiece under the name Phantom Sound. That's Phantom, by the way, is PF instead of PH. Trey, welcomed out to lunch. Hello, how you doing? And they nice brought to be here. good stuff with them, too. <laughs> brought There's all the good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Pettifer is the owner of Laundry World and Laundry World Equipment and Services. Paul has four laundromat locations in Lake Charles. His previous background was in the financial sector and has given him the skills to make these businesses very successful. But it's more than profit that drives Paul. He is equally dedicated to making a difference in his community and improving the lives of people who don't have the benefit of his skills and good fortune. Paul is the driving force behind a movement called The City Should Be Different, an outreach program to help people getting out of jail find a job, and an organization called Employment is Better. This takes young men at risk and gets them the training and mentoring they'll need so they can get hired for unskilled labor positions in the new industrial projects in southwest Louisiana. Paul Pettifer, welcome out to lunch. Thank you so much, Peter. And last but not least, I'd like to introduce you to Audie Hanks. Audie is an electrical contractor in Crowley, Louisiana. He's the owner of a company called H&H Electrical. Whenever he's not working on wires, Audie's working on a way to get out in the woods, hunting. As a result, he has become adept at communicating with geese. He's designed and manufactures a new goose call. Audie Hanks, welcome out to lunch. Thank you. <laughs> Trey, we hear that the basic test of a new product or a new business is being able to answer the question, what problem does your business or product solve? And I don't know how many hundreds of thousands <coughs> of people in the world play the saxophone, but if you could sell even 50% of them the Phantom Sound mouthpiece at the current price <laughs> of about $300, You'd probably be the wealthiest guy in Crowley. I'd be doing pretty uh, good. <laughs> <laughs> what does the saxophone mouthpiece do uh, that is a game changer for saxophone players? It's, it's a very much a hybrid style mouthpiece. It combines the larger chamber and facing of the bigger mouthpiece to, the, on the to use on the smaller horn. Like, for instance, I use a tenor saxophone chamber and reed facings, and I put that incorporated into the alto saxophone mouthpiece. Does that make so it sound it makes bigger? It a bigger sound and way freer blowing. Whoa. The, I mean, the intonation is, is spot on, and uh, the, 
dynamics are, are incredible. You can play a lot softer and a lot louder than a traditional mouthpiece. Well, now how do you get how do you get people to find out about it? I mean, do you go to most most of concerts us or most of it's word of mouth because I've, I've I've been playing saxophone for forty years. I know most all of the saxophone players in the area, so I got it into a few key guys' hands. Said y'all try this out. Let me know what y'all think, and from there, just the word starts spreading. Well, so now how many uh, saxophonists are using? Oh, in, in this area alone, I probably have a good 60 or 70 guys in, in, in Louisiana. But, I mean, the market's bigger than that, The market's right? way bigger than that. So we're just getting started. I'm just getting my feelers out, you know, making sure, getting you know, whatever response I can from these guys. Let them yeah. know what do y'all think. If you would like anything different, and all of them are like, man, this is night and day difference over what they've been playing before. Wow. And if you did take that extra stage to market nationally or such, how would you go about it? I guess you probably late almost, at night have been thinking about it. I would this. almost have to get some type of endorsement from some of the pro players. You oh. know? So as soon as I can get in, 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 into some of their hands, it'll, it'll be great. Now, Paul, you're motivated by a deep-seated set of religious beliefs, uh, but you're not content to confine that to an hour or two on Sunday. Uh, with a wide range of community initiatives that you've in, you're involved with, you're almost a full-time community organizer. When you quit the finance industry, you could have joined the church or become a social worker or even a politician. Uh, what attracted you to the world of washing machines and dryers? Well, I just wanted to find a way to make a living and pay my own way to pursue my passion of following Jesus and helping other people do that and see him more clearly. So a buddy of mine who was a banker bought some laundromats and while he was still working. I said, oh, that's an interesting idea. So I pursued that and... Uh, <laughs> And it turned out to do what I wanted and more because what I didn't expect when I bought the laundries is how I would learn so much about my city, particularly the folks on the other side of the town, right. by having an excuse to be there and spend time with them. And it turns out these are my neighbors, you know, and Lake Charles happens to be exactly half black, half white, 50, 47 and a half on each side with a couple in the middle. And so this gave me a context to go spend time with neighbors that maybe I wouldn't have spent time with earlier, learn a lot about them. And uh, in addition to making a living for my family and, and learning that set of skills. So wow. that really was uh, such a fun new part that I didn't yeah. expect when I bought the laundry. You probably uh, didn't think there'd be some overlap there. That's yeah, pretty well, great. I hadn't thought about it. So I like to be kind of an opportunistic leader that, you know, you find something and, and what relationships come about. And then what is God saying to me through those that I can do next? Wow. As a lender, would you have lent money to you for the uh, laundromats? Well, I was... Pretty uh, good cash I was flow? The, uh, I, I, it's uh, slow going at the beginning, okay. so I, I stretched the boundaries of what my <laughs> bank would have done when I bought it. So I, pro I would not have made me that loan as at the bank I was at. But and then you've got other operations kind of in the can. You've yeah, well, I, I've uh, we started fixing washers and dryers because no one else was doing it right. in, in my city after I left the bank, and then I I started barbecuing and making friends through that. So we're going to open up a barbecue uh, truck, food truck, food truck, whoa, and do that uh, because. Uh, I'm finding it rewarding. I'm good at it. I'll show you pictures when we're done. Everybody can ooh and ah about it. And, <laughs> and, uh, and I've, it's a, the best vehicle I know for making friends at the moment. So. Now, you guys, um, you know, you, the, the bread and butter part of your, uh, of your job, so a lot of it sold to the oil field, and, uh, which has been having a tough time now. Uh, um, do you feel, I guess it feels good to have a place to kind of be uh, working until that, cycle yeah, turns it over just gives again. us something else to do until things start turning well, around. Well, and, and kind of how this all happened, their their machine shop dropped somewhat, and, you know, we were in a situation where we were about to have them start making our call, me and Robert Murphy. Well, Rob and I, you know, once kind of they ended up um, 
looking like they were having to get out, I ended up uh, making some contacts, and we ended up partnering up, Trey, us, and Rob, and Trey and I, and we made Diversified, and we hired his brother, Jason, as the manager. Okay. And that's how the deep, the diversified, you know, yeah. uh, manufacturing came apart. So what we did, we started diversified as a hub. Then we got Deep South Custom Calls. Then we got Phantom Saxophone Sales, you know, mouthpieces. Right. And then we turned around and uh, we do other stuff, you know. We still do work. Yeah, we still do some, all some office. And, yeah. and let me ask you the same question I asked Trey. How, we, how can you sell this call outside of this region yeah it will sell itself and and you know and I'm gonna kind of open it up and I know people ain't gonna be able to see this but the way that they did this call it's okay we had a magician on the show Imagine <laughs> yeah. the worst Imagine idea now. for radio yeah well this thing here is all machined and you won't see anything like that you know out yeah. you know oh. yeah most calls just have o-rings and they press them together yeah here we, we threaded it so it it locks in, you're nothing, nothing's going to fall out of it. Because you've got the, all the equipment there. The mm -hmm. reed and the wedges, everything goes up against a stop. So that you can take it apart, clean it, put it back together, and you don't have to worry about having to tweak the, the reed in the right spot and the wedge to make it sound right. You just put it back together up against the stops, throw it together, and you're good to go. That is great. And, now, you know, like Trey said earlier, they've been making these calls for a long time. Right. A couple of guys found them and ended up getting away from them, and we ended up, you know, you know the old saying... God puts people at, at, at places, you know, right place, right time. And that's, we believe that in this because, I mean, with the way the uh, economy is so dependent on the off field, even in my electrical business, you know, you know, we, you got to work a little bit harder yeah. in a downtime than you do an upswing because of the fact, man, it's just trying to make ends meet. You know, yeah. and that kind of stuff. So we ended up teaming up doing this. And, man, let me tell you, we have not had many hiccups, thank the good Lord. You know, but. We had all know, the bugs worked out ahead of time. We had them all worked out ahead of time. And then, you know, um, and, and we all bring a little bit something to the table, you know, um, as all four of us because of the fact, you know, I meet a lot of people every day, you know, and I mean. I would make you the salesman. You know, That's well, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, you know, and, you know, it's funny you say that, but, I mean, uh we, uh, if you went to Crowley and you say, hey, you know, you know, you know, Audie Hanks, you know, Everybody and, knows uh, <laughs> pretty many people, you know, know me <laughs> and I hope it's a good knowing, yeah, you know, and, and, you know, and, and, you know, I, my wife don't want me to get in politics, but all I would need is four years of becoming governor and I would get a straight in four years and I'd get out after that. And Audie, in addition to all of this, you've got a, a seasonings company. Yeah. Um, Rob and I with the with the Deep South Custom Calls, we tied in a couple of seasonings. And, and you know, I know Paul likes to cook, but Trey and I like to cook, too. Uh, I got a master oh, brisket a, recipe for you. Some sort of racco challenge here. You know, as, with that said, um, I come up with a barbecue seasoning, okay, and then we come up with a wild game seasoning, and I got a crawfish seasoning, and we got a steak seasoning. Well, what we did, we tied it in to our... Deep South Custom Calls, and it's going to be Deep South Custom Call Steak Seasoning, so forth, you know, Deep South Custom Call Barbecue Seasoning, you know, Crawfish Seasoning. And it's not going to be in the know. same pack, right? It's a, no, let me okay. tell you what it's going to be. We come up with a, um, a, a container, somebody's working on it, because of it's a goose call, and it's all tied into hunting, we're going to make it look like a shotgun shell. 
Okay. So when people look at it on the counter or the shelf, it's going to look like a, it's going to have the gold top and it's going to have Deep South Custom Calls seasoning, you know. So we kind of thought this out pretty much, oh. you know. And Audie, you're, you're a marketing genius. Yeah. There's a, hey, Paul, right. I've got to ask you a question. Lake Charles is, you know, we've had a lot of guests in there. It's becoming a boom town. And, uh, yeah. and I think of what you're doing, particularly trying to get some of these, these people jobs. I mean, you seem to be in the right place at the right time. You know, I was in front of one of my stores. It was Sunday morning. One of my employees was scared she was going to get robbed. A store down the street got robbed, so I told her what to do. You know, look down, don't make eye contact, get him out the store, don't do anything until he's out of the store. Hour later, she gets robbed. Um, Whoa. So God provided that. And she's a very fiery lady. Would have probably jumped over the counter. You never know. And uh, so she calls me. I'm over there in the mop-up. And this was just after her Sassol had announced their first uh, big announcement, yep. the ethylene cracker. And I was standing there, mid-20s black male, and I just, I was looking to the west where Sassol was, standing outside, mopping up afterwards. And I thought, you know, a guy with a job doesn't stick up the laundromat exactly. or the liquor store. And how different would my city be if a 1,000 young men in his demographic uh, went from unemployable or unemployed or not sure, not don't have a direction and to an unskilled helper job on an industrial construction site. So when the industrial construction's booming, I mean, they're paying mid-teens yeah. or better. They work your 60s. You can buy a real car in a month. If you work 25 hours a week stocking at night at Walmart and right. an undisciplined young person, how long does it take for you to save up four grand to buy a car? Forever. The answer is infinity. Yeah. So that's transformative, and it builds hope and dignity. So I started, when I bought the laundromat, I started, you know, interning some young men, my employees' kids, and uh, learning all that kind of new stuff, as I call it, a cross-cultural missionary in my own city yeah. about what it's like to hang out with this 18-year-old kid, you know, from the other side of town, and they, they didn't grow up with a, a steam for work. And so what's that look like? Yeah. And uh, so Lake Charles is, I think God's provided a place for me to, to fit in and to get to know people in every sector and be a connector of all those sectors so that uh, good things can happen. Well, that, and do you get any um, public money to help you do all this? Or You know, we're, I like the zero budget operations really? myself. <laughs> I'm because, doing that at uh, home. I want to yeah, talk about Yeah, so uh, we're, we're prototyping. And so when we scale up, money will be handy. Like if, if I want to do oh. this at 50 churches instead of one. Right. Well, then you need to hire some folks to coordinate all that. But today, you know, money's not the, uh, not the barrier. It's the people and the commitment and the time to do it. And then, then the money might be necessary to help me, you know, make it larger. Paul, what's a typical approach where you've got a few young people and maybe they've never worked before? Um, what's your sales pitch? So I'm a relational person. So when all you hold is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. <laughs> so I have a relational approach. So, I'll, you know, the... the young man that has impacted me the most. I got him, his, his mom worked there. You need to mentor my son. Well, you mentor your son, you know? <laughs> so I, I start, you know, this and that. I c Come work with me. So they sit in my truck. We go, they can be my helper. I, I, this one, he's helping me put the signboard up. I have a signboard. I try to put four messages that are something else and one message about Laundry World. So he's putting the signboard up and he, he asked me if I want to be there. Do you want to be here? What do you mean do I want to be here? Do I want to be at work? And I said, well, usually I bring my joy with me. But some days you just gut it out. Who wants to get off the couch at 8 and go clean up a spill? You know, no one wants to do that. And he, he thought that going to prison and being an inmate would feel better than going to work every day. Whoa. And that sh I did what you did. And sure enough, six weeks or two months later, he loved going to work. 
And about six months after that, we put in a 17-hour day laying this epoxy floor. I couldn't get him to go home. We stood in the parking lot and talked for an hour at 11 <laughs> at night. His work was so rewarding, and he didn't know that. So that's kind of my approach. Deal hope first, and then discipline and other things afterwards. Kind of in a one-on-one -on -one basis. Now, how do we do that bigger? Well, that's what we're still prototyping and, and doing stuff like that. I like your start. There's yeah, uh, me too. This is a part of the show that we call your brother-in-law. This is that moment when you glance at your phone and you see that your brother-in-law is calling. You think twice about picking it up because you know he only calls when he wants something, like <laughs> to borrow your truck. But you pick it up anyway, and this is what you find out. Okay, I'll start with Paul. Your brother-in-law says he's thinking about quitting his job and starting up a food truck. What do you tell him? Ooh, how much is your savings account? <laughs> okay, that's a good first question. <laughs> you know, I, uh, I, I was a banker, so I saw a hundred of these. And I tried to walk that line of squashing their enthusiasm because it's a stupid idea. <laughs> or figuring out maybe it's the one in a, one in a while, the, the Kane story. Yeah, a lot of people, right. you know, LSU sure. professor said that's a dumb idea. He had it, Todd had enough umption and enough commitment to go do the things and figure it out. So I tried to figure out how much oomph do they have, and then I decide if I'm going to give them the realistic short answer or we're going to walk together for a little while. So that's, that's interesting. Not just a numerical uh, evaluation, just how much oomph how much they do got. they have, right? Do they, do they have a lot of, or are they just sort of, fiddling around and want to borrow my time for two hours and waste my effort. I want to know if, I'm, if it's a worthwhile investment of my time. That ought to be a new line on the income statement. Oomph. Oomph. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> now, Trey, your brother-in-law says he's <laughs> just bought his daughter her first saxophone, and he wants you to give her lessons. What do you tell him? Bring her. <laughs> <laughs> You're willing to sign up I, for that. I, I do lessons from time to time, so you do? it wouldn't All right. be a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> Not, if you can't do it for your family, oh, I mean, yeah, that yeah. would be the. And Audie, your brother-in-law <laughs> tells you his parole officer says he has to get a steady job. You've got multiple businesses. He knows you must have something open. What would you employ him as? Well, my brother-in-law. That really happened. Yeah. This is what we feared. <laughs> um, well, I, I would probably have to first ask him. Um, how many hours he expects to put in a day right. um, in order to get rewardings at the end of the day? That would be my... my um, so in a way, my, you're asking you know, the oomph question, too. Yeah, there's, yeah. Um, the reason is, you know, I over the last 24 years of electrical business, my wife and I started this business, which I am a minority. She owns 51%. I own the other, you know, because yeah. she really controls. But with that <laughs> said, you of that. I love her to death. But <laughs> with, with that said, um, the thing about that is, you know, I've seen over the last last 24 years of so many young men and can relate to you, Paul, what you're seeing today. Because I think, in, I think our society has gotten to a point where everything is like should be handed to you and not earned. Right. Well, my first three years of business as an electrical contractor, my wife and I probably seen each other very little, you know. Sometimes that's good for marriage. That's what it I is, but <laughs> it is, it is. But but getting that point, yep. what you're asking me, it's it's all all what you want out of life and what you want to become, you know, nothing's free. Everybody thinks things free. No sir, nothing is free. You so know. I have a feeling if you're going to bring him on, he's going to get 
He's going to get the off question. <laughs> He's going to you know, get the you know. an earful. That's yeah. uh, well, that that is uh, that's probably what we need more of. There's uh, we get we get all you guys coming coming together because none of you did it. Sounds like none of you did it with any help or not much help. Well, he, uh, I grew up on a farm south of Crowley with an old farmer, and when I started my business, um, I probably was in business about probably a year and a half. And um, his name is Mr. Joseph Baronade. And uh, he kind of molded me where I'm at in life, you know, because I was about 11, 10, 11 years old when I got under his wing, you know, taught me how to work, you know. And, um, yeah. and, and you know, he ended up um, telling me one day, and I was renting a house on the farm, he said, look, if you need some help, he said, uh, I'll give you some help to get your business going. And I said, well, Mr. Baronade, I said, you know, with that said, just knowing you behind me is going to give me that much more drive. And me and my wife did this on our own. I couldn't have done it without her, but she also has a finance degree. You know? <laughs> With that said. Like our lender friend you know? here. Yeah. Uh, they, uh, <laughs> but. Now, um, first of all, I want to follow up on that, Paul. How is it coming with the food truck? I mean, uh, uh, you, you said no to so many people down the road. You, did you learn from the ones that did, you had a lending relationship with? Well, yeah, you, it takes a lot of commitment to make any project work. And um, I find that people get into hobby businesses because it seems fun, and then the fun wears off. <laughs> so if they, move, if they have a, a, a scheduled blue-collar gig and they move into an entrepreneurial setting, you know how much experience they have with how interruptive that is. And uh, yeah. so, so my food truck moves as fast as I can do it, which means it's slower than I desire. So. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I've got enough uh, skill now in cooking that I think we can deliver a really fun product that's going to be uh, noteworthy. And that part I feel good about. So I know one thing you get right is the idea we can get people together through food. Oh, so they man. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> now, Trey, let me, uh, let me ask you a question. You've... You were a musician. You still are a musician. Correct. But you've got this, this machine shop. Um, why did you decide not to become a full-time musician? At, uh, there was a time when I was a full-time okay. musician. Okay, all right. <laughs> I, so I used to play six nights a week. In fact, now I'm playing about five nights a week <laughs> and working during the day. You so really I just, cut I back, just, yeah. Yeah, I don't want to lose out. So <laughs> 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 you never know what sounds like. You always want to have that backup, so... If you had your druthers, would you just be playing music? Uh, probably. <laughs> <laughs> my brother, my brother says, but music's my primary and machine is my secondary. <laughs> well, that's kind of true for the three of you in a way, right? Uh, yeah. You know, you've got a mission much bigger than the the laundry, and uh, I have a feeling, if left to your own druthers, you'd be out with Call more geese. geese. <laughs> yes, I <laughs> think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And could um, you know, I have a question about the um. I think this actually go to both of you, but particularly Trey. Can another company come in and kind of steal what you've got? As far as for the the, the pattern the on the saxophone, um, it would be difficult. I mean, they would have to go through all the R and D that I went through to develop it, and I got an edge on them because I can play and I can machine it. Oh yeah. So if I can fix it on the fly, basically, you know, if I want to make an adjustment, I can do it right then and there and try it out and keep on going with it. I don't have to. If I'd have to hire a machine shop to do what I'm doing. Oh, here, I want this mouthpiece made. Give it to them. They'll make it, and they'll hand it back to you, and they'll play it. And it's like, well, that doesn't work. Okay, to how yeah. does he explain to the machinist what he did wrong or how to adjust it? It's just kind of difficult. This is just you and you. <laughs> so for me, I can, I can fix it on you the You can fly. yell at the machinist, and, yell at the And musician. that ties in with the <laughs> goose calls because it's such a similar product oh. that I can, I can manipulate these in the same way as I do my mouthpieces. 
Yeah, the technology revolution has moved us towards fast beats big. Right. Fast and qualified, meaning right. you, you actually deliver what you're intending to. Right. You know, uh, that puts legs on things that big can't do. Right. And now right. we've got this level playing field. You can build and collect and talk and all this stuff it's on the go. Great. Yeah. It's pretty great. It's, well, it can be a negative. You know, oh, well, these kids are texting all the time. Right. Or a positive. You could be an entrepreneur easier with yeah. this in your hand, this phone. You know, you can right. wash windows. Or, and you, all this is available. Look professional, act professional, have a remote assistant. All that's available where it a lot cheaper than yep. 15 years ago. Yeah. Fast beats big. Yeah, like even last night I played a gig and we uh, had a guy who was doing a live feed on us, you know, getting out to people and invite more people over to come listen to us. That, that works out great. <laughs> <laughs> Instant, got, you, know? you need to create, hire him to have a, uh, bring the food truck and invite only saxophonists. Uh, I, a, I need to do a show like that. <laughs> that <was me>. <laughs> <laughs> I think you all got some great ideas. Yeah, yeah. Paul, Audie, Trey, it's not hard to find folks with interesting and unique stories in Acadiana. But I'd have to travel a long way to find three more fascinating business people at the same lunch table. Uh, this has been a fun and enlightening conversation. I look forward to keeping up with all of you, and there's a lot to keep up with. Uh, thank you all for joining me today and traveling to Lafayette for Out to Lunch. Appreciate it. Uh, Peter, thank you. No thank, thank you, guys. My guests at Out to Lunch today have been Renaissance men Trey Hayes, Audie Hanks, and Paul Pettifer. You can follow the links on our websites to find out more about Trey's diversified manufacturing and Phantom Sounds saxophone mouthpieces, Paul's Laundry World and Community Initiatives, and Audie's Buckshot, Goose Calls, Electrical Work, and Deep South Seasonings. You'll find all of these links on krvs.org and itsacadiana.com. Today's show was recorded live over lunch at the newly renovated Pete's on Johnson Street in Lafayette next to Social. Pete's is a family sports bar serving an updated take on classic bar food, and Pete stays open seven days a week. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. Our Ann Christensen is our researcher. Our theme song, On Cum, Is You a Nice Guy, is written by Mitch Foreman and performed by Mitch Foreman and Andre Michaud. Our Acadiana business consultants are Pete Prados from Innovate Acadiana, Zach Barker from The Opportunity Machine, and Dr. Blake Escaday. If you want to find out what we all look like, and we are worth looking at. <laughs> I, uh, Amen. <laughs> you can find, find photos in this show on our website and Facebook page. The photos were taken today by Gwen O'Quinn. You can get this show as a podcast. You can listen to past shows. You can keep up with us on all kinds of social media by going to our websites. It's acadiana.com and krvs.org. Support for Out to Lunch Acadiana comes from Wyndham Garden Lafayette, located off Pinhook near Calise Saloon. Wyndham Garden Lafayette has 290 sleeping rooms and 14,000 square feet of meeting space to accommodate groups from 10 to 500 for meetings, conferences, weddings, and high school reunions. Additional support comes from ABiz Magazine and AcadianaBusiness.com, the essential information source for business decision makers throughout the One Acadiana region. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsacadiana.com and KRVS 88.7 FM. I'm Peter Raschuti. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the lunch table for more business Acadiana style on Out to Lunch. Major support for Out to Lunch Acadiana is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker. Established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S. Providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com Support also comes from Wyndham Garden Lafayette.